Welcome to the Chosen Girl Podcast, where we believe you are made for more and you have purpose. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to Chosen Girl. Tell me about it. Thank you so much for listening today, whether you're listening to us with podcasts or on the Chosen Girl website. Thank you so much for being with us today. We cannot wait to dive into this week's topic. Mm-hmm which was voted on by you. We sent out a poll on Instagram several weeks ago before we even announced what we were even doing with Chosen Girl about what topic do you want to hear biblical insight on that you might have a struggle with. And the astounding answer, at least 80% of you said fear. Unbelievable. It actually broke our hearts a little bit because we know what it means and what it feels like to be living in fear, to let that kind of cripple you. Um, And we really wanted to dive in this week and look up what does the Bible say about fear and how can we overcome? Absolutely. I think for both of us, probably some of the first, one of the first verses that we even learned were about fear and how sad is it that fear is something that affects us as little girls i mean i couldn't have been older than 10 and here i was living in this world afraid of all kinds of things so i'm so glad that we're able to talk about that today because here we are both grown adults and it's still something that greatly impacts our lives so let's dive in let's dive in girl we thought what better way to start by then defining fear so Good old Merriam-Webster says, Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or a threat. The second definition is a feeling of anxiety concerning the outcome of something or the safety and well-being of someone. Then the third one, a likelihood of something unwelcome happening. So one thing that we noticed was a common denominator between all three of those definitions were that it's something that starts as a feeling, an emotion, a likelihood. Yeah. It's something that's not even physical. It's not even a verb. But so many times we let fear completely control our actions and our plans. And I mean, I think ultimately God's purpose for our lives, you know? Yeah, you're so right. And the thing is, is that fear is an emotion it's something that we don't always have control over what we do feel but we can control how we respond to it and i think that's ultimately the thing that really matters that so often we overlook is how we let fear control our lives um so whatever emotion you are feeling it is completely okay to feel that way god has he's not surprised by you being afraid he made you he knows that you're going to be fearful at times but the big thing is is how are you going to respond are you going to try your best to overcome that, seek, seek God, go to turn to Jesus in those moments of fear and um, anxiety? Or are you going to turn into yourself? And that's where um, the devil loves to get inside your head and to really echo those fears and make them seem grander and that there's no, that you have no control over that when you really do. Amen, girl. And I think that the most important thing to remember about thoughts and feelings and emotions, which is the definition Mm -hmm. of fear. It's a feeling. It's an emotion. It's a likelihood. Those things are not truly effective until acted upon. So if you have fear and it's crippling you and it's it's affecting your everyday life and affecting your lifestyle and your actions and really keeping you from going forward, that's when 
it becomes a huge problem. And that's where yes. Satan wants us to stay. So if we can start this battlefield in our minds, yes. oh, y'all, it will make all the difference in the world. So we're going to dive in today into a few Bible studies or Bible stories, excuse mm -hmm. me, that really encompass yeah. the thought of fear and fear taking hold in people's lives. Um, and I love, sometimes we don't take the Bible for what it is, but I love how when we dive into the Word mm -hmm. and we're reading about these people who did great things yeah. through God, I mean, it becomes real to us. And yeah. you've, you've got to remember, they were just people too, but we're all just people until we let God work through us. Amen. That's 100%. So that's great. Girl, I'm excited to get started. So, Liz, you want to share first, girlfriend? Sure. You know, one of the first things that came to mind was the story of Peter walking on the water. Um, and between the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and John, um, they all give an account of this event and what's and tells us a little bit of what's happening, but the lens in which they view these situations are all a little bit different. Therefore, we get some different things, so I'm going to dive into all of them, but I'm going to start with the probably the clearest account, which is provided um, in Matthew. <clears throat> And I'm going to start here. Um, I'm, I'm going to start in verse 25. And in the, fourth, not, in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea, him being Jesus. Um, but when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. And they said, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked onto the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, and he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand, took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? And I thought this was so incredibly powerful. There's so many things in this account that, that really st stood out to me. The fact that immediately they, they were afraid they thought jesus was a ghost he's just chilling walking <laughs> going for a nightly stroll out on the water and they got they were so fearful and jesus immediately says you have no reason to be afraid because it is i but the thing is that is so surprising here that when you're talking to jesus we never think about how we feel that questioning him or um or you know wondering you know him being so understanding as far as our fear goes peter says you know what if that is you let me come out there to you. And I mm. love that because he asks for permission. He doesn't take it upon himself to just walk out there. And so keep that in mind whenever fear is coming into our lives, that we're not just acting on our own accord, yes. but that we are seeking the Lord's guidance first, that we're seeking for him to guide our steps. And that's exactly what Peter did. Girl, he yes. said, Jesus, let me come to you. And Jesus said, come, come on. And he gets out there. And when he, when he saw the wind, he was afraid. Our circumstances so often is what initiates that fear. And we do not always have control over our circumstances. But we can, like I said before, we can control how we respond to those. Um, you know, whenever he saw the wind and he became afraid, he was letting his, his circumstances take his eyes off of Jesus. And he's, Jesus is right in front of him. Mm -hmm. And he began to sink. And I kind of wrote in my notes said, have you ever seen something sink slowly? Have you ever dropped... Just think if you had a can of green beans and you dropped it into a pool, <laughs> you think it's going to sink slowly? Absolutely not. It's going to hit the bottom in 0.25 seconds. But he, he began to sink slowly. And you know, to me that said, Jesus had no intentions of letting Peter sink. Wow. He was reminding him that when you take your eyes off of me, 
think that's when that's when you start to feel the weight that's when you start to stink but the thing is that you will never be in peril as long as your eyes are on jesus Amen. and the thing is he's when he began to sink he said lord save me and jesus immediately as soon as the words lord save me got out of his mouth jesus reached out his hand right there he's right there with you every time call on the name of jesus in your times of fear there's no we have no need no reason to fear in the first place but god is completely understanding that that is something that we're going to experience and he says call on me and so um he gets onto the boat and he says oh you of little faith why did you doubt and you know doubt is a huge thing that leads mm, to fear yes and oftentimes we doubt not because of the things that are going around but because of what we expect to happen is not happening when or how we expect it to happen. We put expectations on God that God didn't say that he was going to bless or that he was going to promise, and that's when we get upset. That's exactly right. So it was, it's just, this was a really a really thorough account. This is in Matthew chapter, um, chapter 14, verse 26 is where I started. But I love that story. But if we're, I'm gonna flip over um, to Mark and read that account. Um, for just a second too. So as they're walking on the water, one of the things that stuck out to me that I'd never really noticed before is in verse 49, um, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out. Um, but just before that, they said he meant to pass by them. When Jesus had been praying on the mountain, mm. he had sent them ahead of the people and he was walking. He never meant to scare them. He had literally meant to pass them by. But they saw him and they got, became afraid. And so the thing is, is that even when the, there was a storm that was happening all around them, they're struggling, the wind's blowing, the, the waves are crashing around them, all these things are going, Jesus is still there. Mm -hmm. In the times that you're experiencing things that bring you fear and anxiety, Jesus has never left you nor has he forsaken you. Yes. And just be, he did not cause the storm, though he knew it would happen. Mm -hmm. But he was there when, you need, when, when he realized that um, his disciples were afraid. He called, they called out to him. And that's what he, asked, that's what he's, he calls us to do. Yes. He died so that we could constantly call out onto him. And he was there to take away our fear and our anxiety about these situations. Um, there's no, there's nothing that happens unbeknownst to God. There's nothing mm -hmm. in your plan that's unbeknownst to him. Um, so I thought that was so beautiful that even when they didn't expect him to be there, he was there even when they didn't even realize or that they were even going to need him to be there. And the last account um, is over here in John. Um, and it's over in John chapter 6, uh, verse 16. Um, so we, they're walking on the water. Um, and Jesus, just as a little bit of backstory, um, they just fed the 5,000 and Jesus immediately put them on the boat. He said, y'all go ahead without me. I'm going to catch up with you later. <laughs> little did they know walking on water. But he went up to the mountain to pray. He said, I need to go be with, be with my father and pray for a little bit. Um, and if Jesus needs to go away to pray, how much more? Side note. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You are so right. Yes. And the last thing in, in John, it's just a, a few passages here. When they, they were glad, they invited him on the boat. So after Peter began to sink and he picked him up, they get on the boat. Um, they were glad to take him onto the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land, which they were going to. And the mm. thing is, is that when you invite Jesus into your fears, into your problems, into your anxieties, you will reach your destination far faster than you ever could by yourself, if you could by yourself. Yes. And so whenever, 
I mean, immediate, can you imagine? You're, you're halfway. There's a sea point on the other side. You're halfway. Jesus has already walked to you on water to meet you halfway. He meets us where we are every single time. Yes, Every girl. single time in the middle of a storm, he will meet you. Call out to him. But as soon as he, they, he invited, they invited him into that boat, into that situation, bam, they were to their destination. It's like traveling lights, like light speed. But think about this years ago. If I was driving a Maserati or something, I mean, it right? might be possible if you can get a Maserati boat. But think of this. Old times, they were literally rowing. And here they are. Bam. Right Just there. so happens. So we have, I mean, he's, exactly. I mean, it's amazing that we have no reason to fear. And this is just proof that in the moments when our circumstances are surround us, when we're in the middle of a storm, to remember that we are not alone. Mm. That Jesus will help you immediately when you call upon him. Yes. And that you can't make it to where you're going to go without him. And remember that nothing is happening to you unbeknownst to him. This is his plan. Mm. And when you release that power or that need for control over the things that are going on in your life and you release it to God and you remember that this is his plan, his will, I'm living in his purpose, you won't, it will not bother you anymore that God is not working off of your timeline. Is that not the truth? And I think that it's such an encouragement that we read the definition of faith mm -hmm. in Hebrews 11, 1. Faith is stepping out and having hope in what we cannot see or in what hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You know, and so many times, like, we're serving a crockpot God on microwave faith. Like, oh girl, seriously, I'm like, Lord, you know, whether it comes to fearing loneliness and God sending you the perfect man, mm -hmm. whether it's God sending you the perfect career, no matter what you're waiting on or what storm you find yourself in, mm -hmm. you know, even it's a, if it's a storm, God, excuse me, even if it's a storm that God did not create, mm -hmm. he wants to bring you out of that storm because God is a God that wants to produce good. Yes. He is love itself. He doesn't want you to stay in that storm. He doesn't want you to stay in the waiting. He doesn't want you to stay in the valley. Absolutely. He has a product. Mm -hmm. And I love that, you know, God's timing is absolutely perfect. Yes. Even when we fail in our preparation mm -hmm. and in our uh, struggles and what we put our faith in, God's timing is always perfect. He is always faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the thing is, like, um, are we going to step out in the waiting? And and what are we doing in the waiting? Right. What Like, I love how Peter, you know, even in his fear, he stepped out. Yes. And as soon as his circumstances started to become more aware to him, more than what God mm -hmm. had called him to step out in, that's when he started to sink. And right. then, side note, which I'm not going to mm -hmm. rant on this, but your sister could. <laughs> he, like, as soon as he started to sink, it was not because of Jesus. It's because mm -hmm. of where his focus was. That's right. Where is your focus? And mm -hmm. so many times what we want to do is say, God called me out to this. Why am I sinking? Yes. When it's our focus that yes. has caused the sinking. Mm -hmm. So just let that resonate with you today. And you know, I'm not trying to dog on anyone or make you feel bad about yourself, but where your where where's your focus? Where mm -hmm. your treasure is, that's where your heart's gonna be. Where where are your eyes set on? Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, one story that I love that so resonates with me with fear is the story of Moses and we're kicking it old school back in the <laughs> old testament with with brother Moses so um 
you know, God has this mighty plan for him. And it's so cool that we see the recorded story of Moses mm -hmm. from the beginning of his life to the end of his life because Moses wasn't even supposed to be alive. Right. If you think about it, in the Old Testament at this time, the Pharaoh had called for all of the baby boys to be killed um, during this time. And mm -hmm. his mom stepped out on faith. Mm-hmm released her son into the Nile River, which I feel like was just like releasing him into the hands of God himself mm -hmm. because the Bible says she noticed that he was special. Mm -hmm. And, you know, aren't we all? Like, mm -hmm. seriously, like yeah. God has a purpose for you, a special purpose for you. And thank you, Lord, for the family members who have stepped out on faith, just like uh, Moses' mother did. So she steps out on faith. We see that he grows up in the palace. All these things like divinely ordained. Go back and read, guys. It's in the book of Exodus. This is like no accident. But we find um, when Moses is grown mm -hmm. in Exodus chapter 3 that God is calling him to bring the Israelites out of slavery. And again, reading the Bible for what it is, I don't know, like we, thank you Jesus, we have not experienced slavery in our particular society in a very long time. But I can't imagine like your people that yeah. you love being in slavery. Like that is, that is so heartbreaking. So you would think that the man of God Moses would want to like rush to help those people mm -hmm. get out of slavery. Mm -hmm. um, but instead, he rebuttals God a total of five times. And wow. go back and read in Exodus 3, between each rebuttal that God gives, or that Moses gives, God gives a perfect preparation for Moses. Yes. Moses is like, oh my goodness, I stutter and I stammer. God's like, who do you think made your mouth? But regardless of what you think, I'm going to send your brother Aaron with you to do the talking. Mm -hmm. And then Moses is like, but what if they don't believe me? What if they don't believe that God has sent me to do this? God provides a staff that literally turns into a snake. And I know that we pray for God signs all mm -hmm. the time We're about to go when we're about to go into a mission. But y'all, if God God gave me a stick that turned into a snake, I'd be like, okay, God, I am so sorry. Yes. Thank you so much for that sign. But anyway, even after that, he continues to rebuttal to the point of the last rebuttal. He says, God, can you just pick somebody else? And I'm mm -hmm. like, that is pitiful, but I am just like him. How many times have we said, God, why me? Why me? Yes. Why don't you just pick somebody else? Mm -hmm. My fear is greater. Moses' fear in that point was greater than what God said and what he already proved he could do by the signs and the preparation that he wanted to give. And I don't know what situation you're mm -hmm. in with fear because a lot of you voted in on fear. So I know that it's something we're all going through. I don't know if it's approval. I don't know if it's stepping out on something that God has wanted you to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's something that you're thinking and feeling about yourself or about a situation that you're going through. Mm -hmm. But let me just tell you, if God has called you to something, he will prepare you for it. God, you don't have to already be qualified to do God's will. God will qualify you along the way. Just like you don't have to be clean to mm -hmm. come get cleansed of your sins. What do you think God like what do you think God's righteousness is well, for? That's the saying. God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. Absolutely. Every t and think about every story that Jesus has ever the people that he uses are always those who are underqualified because he wants to remind us that we need him every step of the way. 
And I think that he's just looking for somebody to be obedient and say yes, yes. And say, Lord, these circumstances around me aren't showing me the best of signs. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to have faith that what you're doing through, through this is greater than these circumstances that I'm seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Because is God not so much more than the feeling of fear? Is God not more powerful than our particular feeling of fear? And we were talking before when we looked up that fear is a feeling or a belief that something might happen. Is faith not also a belief that something might happen? Does it not take the same energy to have faith than to have fear? Yeah. Wow. That's good. And you know, I love the phrase doing it scared. I think that mm-hmm. I think that Moses was totally doing it scared. <laughs> because obviously he does not want to do this mm-hmm. mission that God has for him at first. Right. He has given every excuse in the book and like that is so me. I'm like, God, but what about this? What will these people think? Oh, but I can't do this. And God is like, Who do you think made you? Let me show you the way that you're gonna do this. So Moses is doing it scared. That so many times is me to a T. But the thing is, even if you're doing it scared, you're doing it. Yeah. That's all God is asking you to do is step out and trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first memory verses that I ever learned growing up was in Psalms 56 verse 3. And I've continued it to verse 4, and I'm reading out of the Message Bible here. And it says, When I get really afraid, I come to you and trust. I am proud to praise God. Fearless now, I trust in God. What can mere mortals do? So I love that David is just kind of like showing us his alignment to God. He's like, let me tell you what I do. When I'm really afraid, I start to put my trust in God. I'm proud to praise God. Like, are you worshiping and thanking God in your fear Mm -hmm. and in your valley? Because I serve a God, I don't know about you guys, that can pull us out of that valley, that can turn that mess into a testimony, that can turn that, that confusion, that storm into something that has purpose because I'll tell you when I'm handling a storm and when I'm handling fear on my own I can't create purpose out of it yeah but I serve a God who can amen 100% but I love how David is pouring out his heart showing you how he's aligning himself to God when he is afraid and he says I'm proud to praise God fearless now I trust God so I'm like does our praise produce fearlessness like I'm just making an assumption Mm -hmm. here but David's talking from experience here in the Psalms y'all like that is amazing when we turn and we recognize that our God is good that he has good planned for us what can mere mortals do Mm -hmm. I think one of the beautiful things when it comes to praise especially in the times of fear in the times of those anxiety anxious moments is that sometimes we often think of as praise being for us as oh yes. Us getting something out of those praising moments. But really that praise is for, for God. Mm-hmm. And when we give when we give to him and we're lifting up our voices and our prayers and giving him everything in praise, we end up benefiting far more than when we're seeking after 
trying to praise for our own benefit initially. Absolutely, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And I love the last lines that Jesus leaves with us as he's about to ascend into heaven. He says in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And you know, when you look at that, what the world gives versus what Jesus is giving in this moment in time and what he continuously gives to us throughout time, it's completely different. Because if we're, if we're looking at what the world gives, our mm -hmm. culture is training us to fear. Our culture does not give peace. Yeah. Our culture does not give this assurance that Jesus is giving. And then it says, do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I don't take that as a suggestion. No, not at all. There's nothing suggestive about that. That is a straight up command. It is. From the lips of our Father. Do you take it as such? But that's the real question. Yes. Do we, when God so often tells us not to fear, and yet every day we, we live in fear as if that's that it's okay. Jesus did not die so we can continue living, living in fear, but we don't take it as seriously as other commandments. We just kind of brush it off as a light suggestion, like we might do to the speed limit. But <laughs> it's for real. Like, it's a law. Yes, and so many times I feel like that fear affects everything that we are down mm -hmm. to our identity in Christ. Amen. Because are we going to be fearful or are we going to accept this peace that God gives? And y'all know that that's what Chosen Girl is all about. Like, are we deliberately, mm -hmm. intentionally choosing? Like I said, fear is a belief, but faith is a belief too. Like, it's all about, like, how do you look at the cup? Half full yes. or half empty? Am I going to put my time and energy toward that fear believing or am I going to put my time and energy toward that faith believing because I'll tell you putting your time and energy toward that faith believing that's Absolutely. when things start to change it is fear cannot change a thing except for in the opposite direction that you need to go girl that's so good 100 a lot for the people in the back girl I'm gonna try so we wanted to leave you guys with a solution mm -hmm. We ready for the solution? Yes, we ready. Okay, girl, I don't want to leave out anything you got to say because no, go you ahead, got some girl. good stuff to say. You're on a roll. So I hate it. We always hate it whenever <laughs> we're listening to a really good message and we've talked about fear, but we're not here to glorify fear. Right. We're here to glorify the God who has overcome fear. Mm -hmm. And what can that do for you in your life? So we wanted to give you some guy, or give you guys some solutions to whatever fear you're face, facing, whatever season that you're in. Mm -hmm. And we know that it can look dark and we know that Satan can throw some serious darts at us. But like I said, I want to turn this over to the one that can turn a storm into something that had purpose. Even something that was intended for bad, God is going to turn around for you for good. So if we look in Revelation 12:11, it says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And just like, I don't know if we got any Lauren Daigle fans in here, but I got her Look Up Child album on repeat on the daily. Seriously. But I love her song, I Remember. Yes. It's all about testimony. Mm -hmm. That's how we overcome. Like, I think about when I'm worried and I'm fearful about something. I think about the times, so many times, mm -hmm. that God has come through for me in the past. Yes. But yet, I choose in that moment to stay in the worry. And I'm like, girl... Do you not remember what God just did for you? Yes. And that song, sing, like I just love to sing it over myself. Like, mm -hmm. I remember, I remember, you have always been faithful to me. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, remembering girl. those times, remembering it's so important for people to share their testimony. If you've got a testimony and you want to drop it in the comments underneath um, our Tell Me About It blog, if you've got a testimony that would help someone, we didn't plan this, but that's how we overcome is by hearing all the victorious times that God has stood in our defense, that God has come through in a situation, and we can see the purpose in the storm. Um, so, how do we overcome? by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus, who has already won that faith over fear for us, mm-hmm. and by the word of our testimony. Yes. That's, that's so just good. one solution right there, y'all. You know, when I was a child, and I was, for whatever reason, a very fearful child, a worrisome <laughs> child, um, my mother taught me for Second Timothy um, 1, seven. And in the NIV version, it says, For the Spirit of God does not give, does not make us timid or God does not give us a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. but of power, love, and self-discipline. And one of the things is that it does require discipline to yes. to respond to fear correctly. You're never going to stop being afraid if you keep if you keep giving in to those moments when you really feel you just um, start to feel anxious and you start to really read into things or assume what's going to happen. Remember to rely back on that truth. And to be disciplined in that. And you say, you know, you know what? I'm giving myself five minutes to be afraid of what's going to happen in the future. I'm going to give it to God and I'm not going to think about it again. Put it away. Put it in God's hands where it belongs. And yes. you will, that's, that's where your fear will go. He doesn't want you to feel that way. And so that's, how you, that's another way that you can respond um, to that. And what, I don't know, for some reason over the years, even as I've gotten older, that just brought sweet peace to me. Remembering just, you know, power, love, and a sound mind or self-discipline, um, depending on the version that you're reading. Those are yes. so good ways, such good ways to combat fear. But one of the things that I wrote down in my notes is that whenever we're fearful, and I mentioned earlier how oftentimes it's because what's happening is not what we wanted or when we wanted, how we wanted, where we wanted, all these things we're trying to control what's happening in our surroundings, is that, you know, whenever if you were having brain surgery... Are you going to tell the neurosurgeon what to do? No. <laughs> you put your full faith that he knows what he's doing and that he's going to do right by you. And Jesus has already paid for with his life and given mm-hmm. the ultimate sacrifice to that promise to you. So why won't you take it? Why yes. won't you live it? Um, when, when the storm is around us, as it will be, more times than we would really like, we, it's so important to remember that to disregard our current circumstances. Just because you have a bad day doesn't mean a bad life. Because you make one bad mistake doesn't mean make you a bad person. Mm. It's so important that we can't be fearful of those moments that I've ruined everything. Honey, you don't have that kind of power. In case you forgot, <laughs> you don't have that kind of power. Preach. God is in control here. And so he already knows what, what, was, what already happened, what is to come to you. He is here. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Put your full faith in him. How sweet. Amen. God is so Man, good. We can rest easy in that, y'all. We can rest so easy in that. Absolutely. We hope that this encouraged your heart today. And, you know, I just love that Jesus continuously says in his word, do not be afraid, fear not, and take heart. And that is an intentional choice. Yes. You've got to take heart. You've got to take control of your mind. Like it. Like we've said over and over, it's a battlefield. It is. 
And the battle has already been won by our great God through Jesus. But he's not going to push it on us, y'all. Like, we've got to take heart. We've got to take control of our thoughts, what we're letting dominate our thoughts. Mm-hmm. And we encourage you guys, like, when that fear creeps in, just like Liz said, you can think about it for a second, but we cannot let it overtake. We cannot Absolutely. let it overcome. Mm-hmm. So true. So give it, give it to God. Absolutely. Because he's writing our whole story. If you know that you're in his will, if you're surrendering your life to him every single day, like what can mere man do to you? Nothing. Not a thing. Absolutely, girl. Not a single thing. We're so glad that you all decided to join us this week for week number five. Um, be sure that you follow us on social media, Instagram. Be sure to check us out. Subscribe here onto uh, YouTube, also onto Apple, um, onto Spotify. Check Everything. us out. Everything. <laughs> Make sure that you know when we're dropping new content every Tuesday, we're also going to send out. Subscribe to our emails. Find us on our website. Um, we've got awesome merch. Make sure that you post pictures. We want to know where all of our chosen girls are. Um, we want to celebrate you. We're so thankful yes. that you came on this journey with us um, and that you're living your life as chosen. Yes, we are so excited and we would love to hear your feedback. If you guys have been listening and you are trying to take hold of that chosen life that God has for you, we would love to hear from you. So comment under our post, let us know how you're doing, drop us an email and we would love to pray for you um, because y'all, we're all in this together. Like I know that High School Musical said it, but it's the truth. It is. And (laughs) we've got to encourage each other. We've got to stay in that communication with each other to move forward. But um, we're also very, very excited about some things that we have in the pipeline coming up new launches new wallpapers um, just all kinds of new things that we are so excited to show you guys and thank you if you've made a purchase on this site that goes to supplying these resources the tell me about it the podcast the YouTube channel all of the resources that we've linked in our resources tab those are free because of the purchases and I'm not trying to sound like a shameless plug here but y'all for real we feel like our stuff is really cute and we are so happy that it can make a difference So if it's made a difference in your life, make sure that you're subscribing to all the things. We're so happy to be in this community with you, and we can't wait to see you next week. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode. Remember to subscribe to Weekly Encouragement at thechosengirl.com. Now go out and live that chosen life in Him, friends. We'll meet back here next week.